Hey everyone, before we kick off the show, we wanted to remind you all that we now have a Patreon. That's right, with tiers starting at just a dollar, you can access a whole slew of Patreon-exclusive content, like articles, and even full bonus episodes. On the bonus shows, we'll be talking about anything and everything from retro video games, toys, movies, TV, junk food, anything we find interesting enough that we can't manage to squeeze into our normal shows. The Patreon will help to support us and keep the show going. So, if you have the means or the interest, please consider joining. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash leftover pizza club. And that's not the only way that you can support us. Something as simple as leaving a review for the show and subscribing will help us to keep growing and bringing you more content for years to come. And while we're at it, check out our social media at leftover pizza podcast on Instagram and TikTok, at leftover pizza club on Twitter. And of course, if you join the leftover pizza club group on Facebook, we'll send you a free sticker for joining. Lastly, you can check out our website, leftoverpizzaclub.com, for free articles, merch, and more. And as always, thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Damn, did we just crush that in one go? It's-a me, a Mario. (laughs) Everybody's pretty aware that there was a Mario film recently, right, Derek? Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, you kind of have to be living under a rock to not know that there was a new Mario movie coming. Totally. Uh, What was it? Like a year ago, uh, they did a Nintendo Direct announcing the voice cast for this new movie, and everybody collectively lost their minds. Chris Pratt. It's going to be the worst thing ever. Jack Black. Ah. Who is Donkey Kong? Seth Seth Rogen? Rogen? Uh, Uh Listen, I was I was right there. I I thought this was you know could have been a disaster as monumental as the 1993 movie, but uh, well, I don't think that we had a disaster, Grimy. We no. we both uh, went out and saw it, and it's something that you and I uh, discussed before this. We said we have to do a Mario show. It's you know we're both very passionate about that sweet sweet Italian plumber, that beautiful that's... plumber. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, so so we were like, okay, we should do a Mario show. It makes sense. We have a lot to talk about, but we need to hold back. And unlike the Batman show last year or the Jurassic Park show uh, where we did a show ahead of the movie, we said, no, we should wait and see the movie first. And then we can give our thoughts a little bit at the top of the show and then dive into our classic show format and talk about anything and everything Nintendo. Absolutely, and I'm just finally, finally, finally ready to ask you, Derek, what did you think about the show, man? Are you kidding me? I, I thought it was fantastic. There was a lot of haters I saw recently. Yeah, uh, you know, of course. Like past last weekend. Oh, I hated this. I, listen, anybody who was bitching about this, I think they're just deluding themselves into thinking they like Mario or they like Nintendo because they really in my opinion, pulled out all the stops to just make a total love letter to the fans into Mario's origins and Mario's story. It was beautiful to look at. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you didn't like this movie, I, 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 what's wrong with you? What what crawled up your ass and died? You got a dead Goomba up there or something? You obviously didn't grow up in the 80s or the 90s, and you didn't play Mario games because this, like you said, it pulls all the stops, lots and lots of cool little references for not just... The new fans either, but the old fans, you know, had a good mismatch of everything. It was just perfect in every way. Um, and oh, yeah. Yeah. 
We're going to try not to spoil too much for everybody out there. This is going to be as spoiler-free as we can possibly make it, but uh, tread lightly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tread li- For the next, like, two minutes. So if you don't want to hear anything about this movie because you haven't gone out to see it, just skip ahead, like, two minutes in this podcast, and then we'll we'll start our normal show. Okay, I promise. I swear to God. Starting now. Yeah. So uh, when you went to see it, did everything go off without a hitch? For me, no problem. I, I mean, I've got a little movie subscription thing that I do every month, so I mm. get three movies so I can book ahead of time. Book wow. Book showed up the day of, saw it in, they call it X+, Plus, which is almost like IMAX, except you get some really nice leather reclining seats for your wide-ass load. So I was there, uh, not opening night, but the you know the day after. Mm. Auditorium full of kids, couldn't hear them complaining too much. They were all having a good time, and... Uh, yeah, no problems for me. I, I know maybe not so much for you. Dude, this fucking, it came with all the problems. So uh, <laughs> it's my little brother's birthday, like the 20th, and this is part of his present. You know, I, I wanted to pay for him to go to see this movie. He's a big Nintendo yeah. fan, huge Mario and Zelda and Donkey Kong fan. So he's going to see this film. We go to the the movie theater that's right here in town. It's not even a mile away from me. This movie starts at 7 o'clock. We get there at 6.45. Sold the fuck out. So me, my little brother, my one buddy, we're all there. They have one seat left. And I'm like, dude, this isn't this isn't happening right now. I'm like, I'm really sorry that you can't see this movie. But I was like, but wait a minute. We can go to the town next to us. Uh, it's about, I don't know, 25, 35 minutes away. I said, we'll just go there if they're still showing after the original show. So we called them. Reserved some seats. They said that they're doing a seven o'clock. So we weren't going to make that. They're like, but we got a nine thirty. Said, okay, perfect. We'll we'll go at nine thirty. We'll leave at eight eight thirty just to make sure. And they're like, don't even worry. We got the receipts reserved and everything. So perfect. We're gonna go. I don't remember this movie theater to be honest. Like the last time I went to it, it was years ago, and I was like, eh, this is it's just fine. The one that we were going to was even worse, but. It has to be better. Here, we get in, and it's exactly kind of like how you just mentioned. They had nice leather seats that recline. They're all electric. They have nice little blue lighting around where your cup holders are. I think I spent, like, an entire paycheck on snacks and tickets. I was, like, fucking, you know, living the dream, dude. (laughs) It's good. Yeah, uh, you know what? Luxury theaters, it's the way of the future, man. If they want people to get asses in seats outside of their home, everybody has to start offering that for almost every movie that comes out because that is preferable to watching it at my house if I'm watching mm. it that way. Uh, so you got in, you you actually got to see the movie. Everything was copacetic after that. Yeah, everything was great. It was it was beautiful, by the way, too. The uh, the opening of the theater, they had like paintings of Mario and Bowser and Donkey Kong all over the glass walls. They also had like little levels painted up like super mario levels up on the walls on paper dude they de- wow. they decked this whole thing out and the coolest thing by the way i forgot to send you a picture of it but i'll do it like here in a minute there was a paper mache goomba like a pretty decent sized one it was in their glass case where all the candy and stuff was they had like a popcorn bucket with popcorn in it with a goomba sitting on top of it i was like can i Please take wow. that with me. Yeah, dude, they decked it out for this movie. That's that's lovely. I love to yeah. hear that. You, that's good. You know, listen, 
not to rag on them too much, but um, was it Regal or AMC uh, last month when Scream Six came out? Mm. They did the whole Scream Head popcorn bucket. Oh and yeah, and I they sold out, and then I pre-ordered it, and I still have not seen that come in. I still <laughs> don't have that in hand. <laughs> so I almost think I got swindled out of twenty five dollars yeah. there. So I love to hear when a, a theater goes above and beyond theming or offering like little bonuses and it's not some corporate mess like the scream six thing was so totally yeah awesome love to hear it but you love the movie i loved I the did. movie absolutely loved it it was perfect in every way just like you mentioned colorful it's very pretty to look at uh lots of cool references just enjoyable all the way around i will say though the crowd i saw it with was kind of eh Nobody laughed at any of the jokes. It was just like us three giggling because we got every single one of them. And there was no laughter. It was dead fucking theater. And like sold out show, but dead. I was like, is anybody else even behind us? And sure as shit, there was plenty That's of people wild. back there. Yeah, it was super weird. I thought there was quite a uh, quite a bit of uh, really good jokes. Uh, just That was the biggest complaint I heard online, right? Was that it was a kid's movie. It was mm. too aimed at kids and there wasn't, you know, much to, you know, for adults in the way of adults. And it's like... I don't know. I grew up with the Mario properties, and every time they threw a reference out there, uh, well, most times I should say that they threw a reference out there. They were pretty funny. Um, in addition to having just some pretty solid jokes overall, like they sort of played into the strengths of the people that they cast as well. Like Jack Black got some laughs from me, and not even just because it was a Mario joke, but because it was like, oh, that was a good Jack Black joke. Uh, Charlie Day as Luigi was actually excellent. I, I, he was the one I was honestly a little bit, uh, like the most nervous about. And I think he did probably the best job out of anybody on that cast. So, uh, would love to see a Luigi's Mansion spinoff movie. Oh, dude, maybe sometime. Totally. That would be super sweet. When you see him going into like the fucking... You know, the world he goes into with, like, the flashlight mm-hmm. and stuff. I was like, dude, this has Luigi's Mansion written all over it. Like, what's... Is that going to eventually happen? Like, they going to do that someday? I don't know, man. It's a great fucking idea. Kind of hope that it would. I hope that we get a Donkey Kong spinoff movie mm-hmm. from this. Because all of the, the Kongs were pretty great. Um, What else would I love to see in the future? after this uh you know i i just kind of would like to see what you know how how pixar makes a lot of shorts after the fact they'll make a big movie and then like five or six shorts like a toy story short you know for x y and z i'd love to see just when this comes out on blu-ray some little mini stories maybe that they include on that disc as well but um overall really liked it had a really really great time Totally. Uh, I'm giving it a, a 9 to 9.5 out of 10. If if not, a 10 out of 10. If not, you know, it, it's solid. Solid movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it 9 mushrooms out of 10. 9 mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to say, though, I don't I don't know exactly what the character is. I think he's from Super Mario Galaxy. But oh, the little, the little, the little star. star guy, little flamey star dude, that he's, oh yeah. man, he's my, my spirit animal. He's so good. <laughs> it might've been, yeah, the best character in that whole movie. <laughs> Absolutely. And that yeah. was getting some laughs out of me. So the oh fact my that God. your theater didn't laugh even at him, come mm-hmm. on. I tell it's fucking dead. Nobody laughed. It was just us three idiots in the front just giggling our asses off, dropping popcorn and snacks everywhere. I was just, I was having a time in my life and nobody else behind me. A bunch of fucking absolute uncultured swine, I'm telling you. 
<laughs> some real Scrooges, mm. some real Bowsers in that uh, in that theater. But all right, shall we get into this uh, Mario show here? I think we shall. Uh, as usual, four picks each, eight picks total. Grimy tended to lean a little bit more, looking at his list on some nostalgic Mario things. True. And just truth. so you're not surprised going into it, I have some newer stuff on the list. So this is a love letter across the board, 40 years worth of Mario that you're getting this evening. Uh, little merchandise, little video games. No 1993 Mario Brothers movie. I'm proud of you. That's not on the list tonight. <laughs> It is on. <laughs> it's totally on. No, it's on not. No, it's not. No, it's it's not. We're not talking about it. I'm so so proud that you're not going to mention that movie. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to get into this. So I I'm going to go first. I think. I think that's got that's what's going to happen. I'll go first. From Hollywood Pictures on May 28th, jump to the ultimate level of excitement. Help me! Give me the rock. Come and get it, Mrs. Brett. Super Mario Brothers, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. So, you've probably gathered what Derek feels about this movie, but yes, I am totally mentioning the 1993 Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> no, no, you're not, because if you are, that means that I'm quitting the show right now. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. Don't be, don't be like that. The, uh, the same hill where I'm dying on... That Jim Carrey can't be a Ghostbusters villain. There's an opposite hill that you're standing on where Super Mario Brothers <laughs> 1993 cannot be a valid movie. So we just had a new Mario movie. Uh, some of you youngsters out there probably don't even know about this one. You might have just weren't there for it or nobody talked about it because a lot of people don't really talk about it, right? And there are reasons for that. There, there I'm, are. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to tell you this movie is the best movie ever. It's it's totally not. Uh, it's a super weird post-apocalyptic take on the franchise. Like I said, it was released in 1993. I do have a soft spot for this film. Do I think it's the best hands down? Absolutely not. It's not the best. It's pretty bad. Um, there. Here's the thing, though. It's the first ever full-length feature film live action video game based film you know it, it's it's a first of its kind uh, it's never been done before fresh start is it the mario that we know and love no <laughs> it's fucking not it's not is it, is it even mario right Th- right that's up for debate <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna say uh take away the whole tie-in to super mario brothers uh you have this completely different movie Give and take some minor details. And I still think if if it didn't have the tie-in, it would have probably done a lot better being its own standalone thing. But for me, the fact that they grabbed at Super Mario and threw it on there, I'm just I that makes me love it even more. <laughs> <laughs> uh listen, I'm with you there. Uh uh maybe I'd be less critical on that movie if it didn't have the Super Mario Brothers attachment. I I might think of it um, a bit more fondly as just a weird early 1990s movie where there's some dudes with dinosaur heads, you know? Right. But unfortunately, that's not the reality that we live in, Grimy. Mm -hmm. That is a Super Mario Brothers movie, (laughs) according to all of the people who are obviously very high while working on that movie. Okay. I, I'm I'm gonna make an argument here. Did you like okay. uh, both the new TMNT movies, like coming out of the, the shadows and blah blah blah? I only like the second one. You like the, the first one, one was just yeah. 
All right. Well, the second one was closer to what TMNT was when I was a kid. That first one was just fucking ass. <laughs> See, for me, that's kind of how I feel about both of those movies. I do put the second one a little bit higher, but not much, I guess. And that's kind of the vibe I get from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, it's just so far past what it was supposed to be that, like, I can't believe anybody thought it was a good idea to produce it, but it's here. And (laughs) and some people do enjoy it for some reason. (laughs) I think that people who enjoy it most are people who have no expectations. Sort of like Hmm. uh, those new uh, TMNT movies where... I think the people who are going to have an attachment to it are the kids who saw it in theaters because yeah. they might that yep. might have been their first exposure to TMNT, right? Totally. So they had nothing else. So mm-hmm. in that sense, with this a 93 version of Super Mario, um, you know, Mario had been around for less than a decade at that point, at least right. in the way that we think of Mario, right? He had obviously yeah. popped up in other little things, um, like Donkey Kong and mm-hmm. and the Super Mario Brothers arcade game, things like that. But taking him seriously as a character with a backstory, it was less than 10 years. So I could be a little bit more forgiving of kids at the time, and this would include you, um, being more accepting of this movie as a version of Mario because you didn't have a lot to go off of right. at that point. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for me... By the time I got around to seeing this movie, I remember the day very well. I was probably close to 10 years old, which would have put us at around 2002 or 2003. I was over my cousin's house and my cousin said, hey, do you want to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie? (laughs) And I said, there's a Super Mario Brothers movie? Very excited. (laughs) He is the same age as me, by the way. So it's not like... You know, there was an age gap okay. and he had fond yeah. memories from he, when he was a kid. Yeah. This kid was just an idiot. Okay. Oh, so man. Dragging the it. fam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can do that. That's fine. He rented it and then liked it, even though he had the same amount of, of exposure to Mario as I did at that point, which was years more of lore building. Like, mm. more than you had when you went in to see that movie when it came out. Sure. So, watching this in 2002 with almost, you know, close to 20 years of Mario lore behind us at that point. I'm watching this with him, and it's like we're having two different experiences in that living room. He's going, wow, isn't this great? And I'm like, are you an idiot? Are you stupid? Have you never seen a movie before, and you're fascinated by the the idea and concept of a film? What do you like about this? And he was like, well, it's Mario. That's Mario, and that's Luigi, and that's Bowser. And I'm like, no, none of these things (laughs) are true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, see, yeah, you're right though. Like back to like the turtles thing, the kids first seeing that movie in theaters, that was me with Mario. Like I saw it in probably 94 when it came out on VHS. Uh I specifically remember going to one of the video stores randomly here. Uh renting it. I remember getting all the little snacks that were up there. They had a nice little can of fucking uh tongue splashers paint gum. We got a whole bunch of that. Oh, and, oh dude, it was sick. Mm-hmm. We rented that and Baby's Day Out. We took that home. I could not wait to watch Super Mario Brothers. I was like, I don't, I don't even care about this fucking baby movie. I want to watch Super Mario's Brothers. You know, I, that's the movie I wanted. Yeah. 
we watch it and like for the first i don't know probably like 45 minutes of the movie you just see them dressed in regular clothes and you're like all right but when do they get their like signature clothes on and stuff and when do they go to iceland and when do they go to the fucking you know the pyramid world and none of Mm. that really happens and at the same time like i still wasn't really disappointed i still grabbed things from it and like made it make sense to my little like four or five year old brain i guess like there's a part where they're surfing down this fucking icy tube that they like froze on a bed like a mattress with like a bunch of people and i was like oh so that's iceland that's ice world yeah totally that's that's fucking world six from (laughs) super mario brothers three and they're just grabbing at at strings basically and for some reason i don't know i i loved this movie with all my heart and then when they came out with action figures, I think Ertl, E-R-T-L, made them. I can't remember who makes them, but uh, they made action figures, and I seen them for the first time at Ames. That kind of solidified it for me. I was like, fuck yeah, it's a toy. Like, it's 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 real now. I can own this. Five-year-old me was thrilled. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Listen, you're not sold on I it. I get but. it. I get it. You're young. You formed a memory with it. You didn't have much to go off of. I understand that. You can't you can't admit to me in your adult age that it's good though. The, you, the, can't, you can't. The memories live on. I still love it. Like I love how imperfect it is. It's it's far from perfect, obviously. Uh but most of the movies I enjoy, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space and you know, just different movies like that where they're known for how like bad they are. I think that's why I'm so obsessed mm-hmm. with it. We're gonna agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> You're allowed to like what you want to like, though. That's fair. That's Absolutely. Fair. So that's that's my spiel about Super Mario Brothers from 1090 Switch. Rated everyone 10 and up. Okay. Well, you got your uh love and and passion for the Super Mario Brothers 1993 film out of the way. Oh, We're going to start with I could with, get that off my chest. <laughs> get it off your chest. Yeah. Um what's the biggest thing about Super Mario? Uh is not the movies. Uh I would argue that it's a video game. <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. And my God, we have so many Mario video games to pick from and so many good games to pick from, right? Yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk about some more um, tonight other than what I'm about to pick. But my first pick for the evening wait, wait, wait. is none other. Is okay. it Mario Goes Shopping? Oh, uh, no, it's actually, it's Mario's Missing. Mario's Missing, okay, yeah. okay. I, I, yeah. It was either yeah. that or like Mario Tennis. Uh, no, it's Mario Artist Studio for the N64 DD, the oh, Japanese-only disc Another drive. fucking edutainment game or something? <laughs> no, just painting, man. Just painting. But it's all in Japanese. Oh, and, perfect. And you have to hunt down the disc drive peripheral for the N64 to... No, all right, I'm done. Okay. Uh, it's, <laughs> it is Mario's most, well, almost most recent huge adventure, Mario Odyssey... For the Nintendo Switch. So, I mentioned that I'm going to be picking some newer things 
this evening. And this is definitely going to be the newest thing that I am picking this evening. Uh, you might all be scratching your heads. Why would I pick Mario Odyssey? There's so many other great games I could be talking about, like Super Mario 64. Um, any of the classic games, 1, 2, or 3, in their original forms, in their Super Nintendo forms, in their Game Boy Advance form. There are just so many things to, to pick from and pull from. Why am I picking Mario Odyssey? Uh, there's many reasons why. But the first thing I'm going to say here is that, yes, it's a new game for the newest and most current Nintendo system. But what Mario Odyssey does, and it does well, is honor the 40-year history of Mario and Mario games because you're not just playing a modern console game. They give you the option to unlock skins in the game. You can unlock a Super Mario 64 skin that turns your modern yeah. uh, Super Mario into a very accurate looking Super Mario 64 uh, character. So you can run around and look like you're, you know, Mario from Mario 64. There's the 8-bit sections in the game where you hop onto a wall and suddenly you're playing as 8-bit Mario through an 8-bit stage in a 3D modern-day open-world game. It's just really, really cool how they how they manage to blend old and new into this one experience. And my God, it's just such a fucking blast. Yeah, it's a really good game. Uh, my little brother bought it for me pretty recently, so it's fresh in my brain. I skipped most of the older Super Mario games, like all the 3D ones, N64. Uh, I think I said something recently about it. I played basically the kiosk at Walmart. That's my N64 Super Mario experience. But this one, yeah, this one kind of made me want to go back and play all the other ones. Yeah, totally. And And so... This game is the reason that I actually even went out and got a Switch. So, unlike you, um, my gaming experiences started when I was a kid. They they did start with the the NES and the Super Nintendo, but like one of the formative experiences of my childhood was playing Super Mario sixty four. I was always getting babysat by my grandmother, and my uncle was the youngest of four kids and was still living at her house. So. While he was away at work, I was there sitting in his room and playing his Nintendo 64 like every day mm. before I was even in school playing Super Mario 64. So that's just one of those feelings that I, I didn't think I'd ever get again where you're experiencing 3D for the first time ever in a video game and, and what it's like to have freedom uh, to go around and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, uh, you know, I never get to play Sunshine really as it came out because I didn't have a GameCube at that point. Um, I had played other games, but my my it's not that I didn't like Mario. It's just that I didn't have the same attachment to a Mario game um, for a while as I did with 64. Then they announced the Switch, which I was skeptical of because of how the Wii U went down. Mm. Yeah. And I was skeptical for all of about five minutes because they showed the gameplay for what would become Mario Odyssey. And I looked at that and said, holy shit, is that an open world Mario game? We haven't had one of those in like almost decades at this point. So I literally went to Toys R Us. That was my last big purchase at Toys R Us. 
I bought myself a Nintendo Switch and I bought myself a copy of Mario Odyssey and it felt like I was three years old again, Hmm. three or four years old, experiencing Mario for the first time. It was the same feeling that I had when I was a kid playing Mario 64 for the first time. And I was, I think, 25 at that point or pretty close to just totally sucked in. That is all I did for weeks. I would go to work. I would come home and I would sit in my bedroom or or maybe in the living room because you can take the Switch handheld and just start going to town on Mario Odyssey. I think most people that know me know that while I love video games, I don't beat video games very often. (laughs) This was one of those games that I played and beat and then went back around a second time to try to collect everything for the game. And since that point, I've actually started new save files so I could try to experience it again for the first time. That's a little bit easier said than done. But there are just so many iconic things in this game that I think I'm going to associate with Mario forever after playing it. In the first level, uh, or first real level, you get to, you see a T-Rex and then you get to become a T-Rex by throwing your cap on him. there's a level called the Sand Kingdom, which was like I totally got sucked into New Donk City, where it's basically Mario is in a human city and he's the weird little plumber guy uh, standing <laughs> next to real people. Um, you know, that was really, really wild. The Luncheon Kingdom is what you're mentioning. Um, that's, that's the, the one, food yeah. world. And everything is very pastel and food based. And there's even some throwbacks to Mario 2 with that level because there's the giant radishes that you get to carry around and Mm -hmm. throw around so when i say that mario odyssey is new but it honors everything it it's it's new but it feels like you know what you're getting yourself into and i've played other you know newer mario games uh like super mario 3d land on the 3ds for example that was the first game in a while to really get me back into playing new Mario games, but it didn't have that feeling that Odyssey did. Odyssey made me feel like a kid again. And for everybody listening to this podcast who, I mean, you probably have a Switch. Like most of us have Switches at this point. If somehow you've picked up a Switch and you still haven't played this game, do yourself a favor, try it out. I feel like you're gonna feel like you're a kid again in the best way possible. Mario! He's back. All you had to do was ask Super Mario Brothers 3 from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. The universally, critically acclaimed, perhaps best-selling Nintendo and Mario game of all time, Super Mario Bros. 3? Yeah, we're going there for sure. My all-time favorite Nintendo game, maybe favorite game period ever? Like, this this is really the one that does it for me. It's a cozy fucking game. It's a dreamboat, is what I have written in my notes here. So you know I'm passionate about this fucking game. Well, you know, it's it's simply the best movie tie-in game that's ever been created. That's right. That's really- <laughs> they made a whole game based off of that little clip of a game in that movie, The Wizard. Uh, yeah. And this is that game. Yeah. It's, so, totally. you know, 
best movie tie-in game ever made. I go back to this game very often. And why I do it sometimes weeks at a time where I might just be grinding it out for a little bit. It's not a game that you can play, I guess, for days at a time per se, but you can start it over. You know, if you're playing just like an hour every day, you can just, you know, start fresh. Everything's good. So it was released on October 23rd, 1988 in Japan and U.S. February 12th, 1990. Uh, It had a lot of similar mechanics as the previous two titles. Game expanded on everything that was good about those games. That's what created this beautiful, angelic bundle of pure happiness and joy. (laughs) Dude, it's so good. I could talk about how amazing it is Uh, all day. It just... Listen, it's kind of a masterclass in 8-bit platforming side-scrollers. That's Mm -hmm. kind of um, where those games were hitting their stride, right? The original uh, Super Mario Bros. is a fun game. It still holds up all of these years later. Super Mario 2 certainly has its fair share of people who love it. Uh, I'm not really one of them, but I can understand why people would be, you know, fond of that game as well. Mm -hmm. I really just think that if you're talking... 2D uh, side-scrolling platformers, this is as good as it gets. It doesn't really get better than this. You know, there are other contenders that are as good as it, but it's sort of the granddaddy of them all, right? Oh, yeah. Modern modern games trying to emulate that, like Shovel Knight, or, um, you know, even people love the DuckTales games. Those are all great games. They are all looking towards and turning to the formula that Super Mario 3 kind of perfected so this is the first game where they used like landscape themed worlds and it's also the first game to use this like board game kind of style overworld thing it's it's super cool i love how it's kind of like playing around on a monopoly board you know Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely do you happen to have a favorite level um off the top of my head i don't have a favorite level but i have a least favorite level i know that for sure which one that level with the fucking sun Oh, the sun, the second, uh, whatever it is, fucking Fuck the desert guy. world or whatever. Yeah, that one's pretty harsh. Uh, I think my least favorite is Pipe World. I think that's what, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's uh, mm-hmm. the one before you get to, it's seven. Yeah, world seven. Before you get to like eight, where it's like really crazy. Gotcha. That might be my least favorite, but my favorite one is Skyland. You start on the ground in this super chill area with this like peaceful sounding music and you make your way to this spiral castle there's no boss at this castle you just go through it and it takes you up into the sky and you progress to the second part of the board and that's the uh where you're in the clouds and you can see this like little portion i think it's the top left i don't remember exactly what you could see uh the other half of world five down at the bottom it's just Hmm. fucking clever Hmm. and i love it so this is the first game to have all these other new power-ups and items. The Tanuki suit, the Super Leaf, the Frog suit, Power Wing, Hammer suit. So a bunch of different things. You get to use like this fucking Juggums cloud, I think it's called. Get in the cloud and it like you're able to skip a level if you don't feel like playing it or whatever. Just a lot of really cool things. But perhaps probably my favorite thing about it is the Koopa Kids. I loved the Koopa Kids simply for how easy they were to beat. They were very <laughs> easy. Just knock them on their head, and it was very satisfying to watch their heads just kind of go, yeah. make that noise, just that, yep. oh, I loved that. That was like a very early form of ASMR for me, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three bops on the head, and and a little magic wand comes Ooh, down, you catch it. That was perfect. 
That was, right? That Did was you like perfect, that? Yeah, that was a, that was Dude, a good man. sound effect there. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Several million hours of playing Super Mario Brothers 3 has paid off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I could continue talking about this fucking game all day. But what's important is that everyone here knows that I love it. And I'm sure everybody here loves it in their own little way. It's a fucking Super Mario Brothers 3. It's, it rules, man. It does rule, and so obviously you're you're the NES version. That's your preferred way to play. So I started with the NES. I still hold okay. true to the NES. Don't get me wrong, but there is something special about the uh, the Super Nintendo version from All Stars Two. Yeah, the All Stars. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought it was super weird because I grew up with and my first exposure for a very long time to Super Mario Brothers Three was the Super Mario All Stars version of it. So it almost blew my mind a little bit because it wasn't until I was older. Like, I still mm. don't own a physical copy of 3 on original NES hardware. Oh, um, so when I, yeah, I don't, I don't own that. So when I <laughs> actually got around to playing that version of the game, uh, honestly, it might have been for the NES Classic, the, mm. the little, you know, system that oh, they yeah, released yeah. a few years back with like 20 whatever yeah. games. It kind of blew my mind that it's you know, basically the same game as on the Super Nintendo, just with way less powerful hardware. Yeah. And because, again, I had always associated it with being a 16-bit game. It blew my mind that it, like, worked the same. Mm-hmm. And, like, they didn't, I don't know, they didn't add much to the 16-bit version other than it looked a little bit nicer. Yeah. So yep. that must have blown your mind as a kid playing it on, you know, 8-bit hardware, like coming from the just the first Super Mario Brothers game to the third. There's just so much that, like, growth there. And it's mm-hmm. just such a better and more powerful game overall. It was different. I, I was like, it wasn't that I was happy or thrilled or anything. It was just like, no. So this is this is kind of different. And then, like, I kind of almost forgot about what the original NES was like because I hadn't had one for many years. But then, like, when, say, uh, and I don't condone any of this, but, yeah, when I started getting into, like, emulators and stuff and emulation and started playing around with that kind of stuff on the computer, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is how it was. It's like I mm-hmm. kind of fell in love with it all over again. And now I own an original Nintendo, and I play it all the time before we start our shows. <laughs> you really do. I log on to FaceTime, and there you are, playing Super Mario Bros. 3. I think I hear the music more often coming out of my iPad speakers than I do yeah. from the actual game. <laughs> Amiibo! Amiibo figures from Nintendo are packed with game-changing power. You can add character costumes into the world of Mario and Super Mario Maker. Get bonuses in Yoshi's Woolly World, like the woolly patterns of Mario and other characters you love. Or invite your favorite characters to town and design their homes with Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. With so many Amiibo available for Wii U and new Nintendo 3DS XL games, tis the season to discover the power inside with Amiibo. Rated E for everyone. Right, so this is the last new-ish thing I'm going to be talking about tonight. I obviously just got finished up talking about Mario Odyssey and the natural successor to Mario Odyssey is actually the Super Mario serial that they released shortly after the Super Mario Odyssey video game way back in 2017. So when this came out, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, and I went a little crazy. We've got a, a place by me 
It's called BJ's Wholesale Club. Don't laugh. No <laughs> jokes. I'm, I can't. I can't not laugh. Um, it's basically just a Costco, just different company that owns and runs it. And at that time, when the cereal was coming out, my dad actually sent me a text. He went to go pick up some food, and he said, "Hey, did you know about this? Sent me a photo, uh, a value size pack of Super Mario cereal." And this is at a point when it was super hard to come by. And it was basically selling out everywhere around me. And he said, no, but you better pick that up right now. So he brought me home. uh, uh, It was a two-pack I found out. And usually when you buy those value packs of cereal, it's just one big square box, but it's just two bags on the inside, right? That's that's Mm. how they usually do it. No. The Super Mario cereal from 2017 was a big square box. When you opened it up, it was two individual boxes of cereal, which was incredible. Oh, wow. So so you saved some money and you got what you really wanted out of this, which was not the cereal because as a cereal, it was kind of dog shit. We've, <laughs> <laughs> we've brought that up or I've brought it up on the show a few times, but it seems like... These days, whenever we get a tie-in cereal for anything that I would be interested in, be it Ghostbusters, Space Jam, um, I think there was a Mickey one a couple years ago. fucking Hocus Pocus, all kinds of Hocus Pocus, man. It's all the same cereal. It's all a generic berry-flavored cereal. Mm -hmm. And as a food product, it is subpar at best. I know that some people enjoy it. I've seen people post online about... Oh, this one tasted good. This one tasted good. I don't know, man. I I can't stomach any of those generic berry cereals. Yeah. So was this this one was a generic berry cereal? I I I have a box here, and I don't remember where it's from, but it's like a generic Lucky Charms, basically. So, it's a generic Lucky Charms in the sense that it has marshmallows. Okay. And it, it and the pieces sort of resemble like what a Lucky Charms piece would be. But it is a mixed berry flavored cereal. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't anticipating that. Yeah, someone gave me a couple boxes recently, and I was just like, "Whatever, I I don't have this, so I'll just keep it." And, yeah. Hmm. Well, at this point, you know, you're probably not going to be eating it anyways. Probably shouldn't be eating it. You know, probably a little. Maybe we should. I don't, <laughs> I don't no, well, know. you know, you guys tell us really, but um. <laughs> yeah, so, as a so, matter of fact, if you. Would like we would like your input. We want your input. Let us know if we should eat fucking 2017 cereal, and I'll do it. I, I do definitely it still you. have a couple boxes. You know, I I guess I could do it. Um, but that being said, no. The reason that you bought this was not because of the cereal. You don't. Who cares? The cereal wasn't good. You bought it because the box itself was an amiibo. Now, do you know what amiibos are? Or were I think that they're still making them? Yeah, them little characters that come you can like hook them up and play them in your game and shit like that, right? It's exactly. like a pop version of a Nintendo product, but like you could play games with it too, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just sort of static figures, kind of like a Funko Pop, like you said, mm-hmm. albeit that look way better than way a Funko cooler. Pop. Yeah, and they have a purpose, uh, not just going into landfills. Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they do actually serve a purpose in the sense that they have little, um, I think they're called NFC tags uh, that are built into the base. So when you tap them onto the controller or on the Wii U gamepad or the 3DS for that matter, it will do something in game. 
it'll give you a bonus item. You can play as a character, whatever it might be. It actually registers in the game. Um, so this didn't do much. I, if I remember correctly, if you tapped the cereal box against the Joy-Con, you might have gotten like a heart, like an extra like no. life or something like that cool. in the game. But uh, it, it, you know, would it have been cool to be able to like play as the box of cereal? Absolutely. I would have <laughs> loved that. <laughs> Realistically, that was never going to happen. I just think that it's super cool that this exists because this is like the coolest iteration of a modern day cereal prize where there isn't anything in the box. The prize itself is the box and that you can tap the box to do something in your game. That's stuff that like when we were kids, we would dream about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So futuristic, but so now. (laughs) (laughs) Very futuristic, very now. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. It's been a, a, a while since we've got something that's so big, like that it got its own serial like this right mm-hmm. so mario odyssey was such a big game and, and such the switch was such a new and fascinating concept that they thought it was big enough to give it its own serial because it, while it's called super mario serial it's very clearly mario from mario odyssey it's got his little blimp off to the oh, corner yeah. of the the art and in a world map that's reminiscent of what's in the game and it works in the game and and it's just fucking cool man I just, I can't say enough good things about the Mario cereal. Um, and it's not the first Mario cereal, and it probably won't be the last, but it's my favorite. So yeah. that's why it's here, and that's why I'm picking it. Nintendo. It's for breakfast now. Nintendo. It's a cereal. Wow. Nintendo. Super Mario Jump. Nintendo. So my next pick comes from 1988. Our pals at Ralston Cereal gave us a cereal that defied all rules. The Nintendo Cereal System. Obviously, I wasn't alive for this, but being born in 1989, I've heard all the details, all the rumors of its greatness and glory. (laughs) So... Yeah, it's a a Nintendo cereal and not specifically just a Mario thing, but it does include Mario in a pretty big way. I've heard nothing but bad things about Ralston's cereal, that it's like (laughs) it was pretty gross and like basically not even human food, like might have been dog food. But when they're putting out, you know, boxes of cereal and tie-ins like this, how could you not want this back in the day? And it goes back to what you said about the the Mario cereal before this. Like, it just becomes this generic thing where it's either a Lucky Charms knockoff or a Chex Mix knockoff or something, you know? And that's pretty much what this was, was like knockoff cereal. So we have Mario on one side, and then we have Zelda, The Legend of Zelda, on the other side. It comes with two different bags in one box. One side is like a berry. The other side is fruity cereal in one box in this beautiful black Mm. box. I was just like, this is a gimmick that I can get behind. It's pretty cool because it's a standard size cereal box, uh, as you can see. So what I was talking about with my Mario cereal is like an oversized box. So you got two full bags 
uh, of of cereal that you would expect, the sizes that you would expect. Mm. This one here, there, you know, when you go to a country fair and you get a tube of kettle corn. Yeah. And how it's like really, really thin. That's sort of how this looks is that it's one normal size box and they did half bags, you know, one mm-hmm. half for Mario with the fruity side and one half for Zelda with the berry side. Um, and the whole box, you're saying it's a black color box. It's sort of designed to look like the old black box NES games. Yeah. yeah. Not exactly, but that's sort of what it's reminiscent of. Two cereals, one box. It's the best thing since two girls, one cup. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> they, uh, they do come with different corresponding cereal shapes, too, by the way, for each one. And they did kind of a piss poor job of portraying the characters. But what a game changer. I, I really like I keep saying I really love this two bag, one box thing. And I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. If you could do a cereal. That has it's just one box and two bags. What would you do? What what, what what's your cereal matchup? Ooh, well I'm gonna stick with the video game theme. Oh fuck uh, yeah! And what I'm gonna throw out there, like the '90s equivalent mm. of of Zelda and Mario, which are Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Oh man, wow! Now if you'll remember. It wasn't the 90s that this happened. It was actually the early 2000s, or early to mid. They actually did a series of two video games on the Game Boy Advance. I think it was called Crash Purple and Spyro Orange or something along those lines. But wow. basically, in, in the games, you were meant to buy both of them. And Spyro got thrown into a Crash Bandicoot scenario and vice versa. So you're actually playing as this character in this world and this character in the other character's world. And I'd love to see like a version of that expanded on in a in a two cereals, one box situation. So left side crash, right side spyro and not necessarily that they're flipping the script on it, but just, you know, two icons together in one box uh, of the same time. That would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, it would be cool. Any any particular flavor you would make either one of those? Uh, well, I feel like you definitely have to go, you know, uh, ooh. You know, I was going to say orange and grape because, like, oh, orange and purple. Yeah. No, that's cheap. That's cheap. Uh, Crash, what are they? The apricots that he, oh, he jumps on? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, are they apricots yeah. or are they peaches? I never knew. They always look like peaches, but I think that they're supposed to be yeah, apricots. You're probably right. An so I'd cereal. say maybe, you know, a little apricot cereal. But, like, don't make it gross. Make it good. Figure out how to make that taste good. <laughs> yeah, make it, make it taste more like candy than something that's, like, right. you know, true to the, right. the actual fruit. Exactly. In, in Spyro. Well, that one's a tough um, one. Oh, you know what? I think I got this. I'm making, uh, I'm drawing connections as we speak. So okay. I think what everybody would expect it to be would be a berry because, like, purple, berry, blah, blah. No, boring. I don't like it. Dragons breathe fire. Fire is toasty. What else is toasty? Toasted marshmallow. Ooh. How about some form of maybe maybe like a s'mores cereal? That that's that you could you could get fun. away with that because it's got the marshmallow pieces. Maybe a little bit of graham cracker in there. Maybe it doesn't make total sense, but if you're you know he toasts the marshmallows with his fire breath, that kind of works. True. That, yeah, I think that kind of works. works perfectly. Yeah. 
The only downside there is that you couldn't mix the two cereals together because that would taste like a fucking Frankenstein concoction. So you would have to stick to the left and right side, separate bowls. So I didn't think too much about the tie-in necessarily, but I love that you brought up the fact that you should be able to mix the cereals together. That's where my head went with it immediately. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. My mind kind of goes to like baked goods and stuff like that. I don't feel like we have enough baked goody kind of cereals. And I'm thinking like donuts or muffins or pies. So something to resemble your basic glazed donut and say maybe like blueberry on the other side or like a strawberry or chocolate or even like a custard flavor. I think mm -hmm. that would work pretty mm -hmm. well. Like so you have your, your glazed donut on one side and you could just eat that separate. Or you could have the blueberry or whatever else flavor on the other side mix match. You know, I think that I think that'd be pretty sweet. Okay, I could see that working. I could see that working. And honestly, uh, if we're if we're assigning brands to it, I think that should be what the Dunkin' Donuts cereals oh, should man. have been. Yeah, that you're right. That would have been way cooler than what we got. Yeah, they really pushed those mocha slash coffee flavored cereals, which I had next to no interest in and uh if they took it in a different approach and they did like donut it's in the name duncan donut and just did mm. like a glazed on one side and maybe like a blueberry muffin flavor on the oh, other yeah. bag yeah uh, that could have worked pretty good i think the other thing uh, like a pie i think would work pretty good just because i don't know pies you know you have the pie crust what are you going to use to simulate that and then the flavor? Yeah, you could have you could have a nice graham flavor on the left and then you could have wet fruit wet. in the bag on the right. <laughs> a little bit of yeah, that wet comes, on the left. It comes with a bag of a wet fruit <laughs> filling and that's your pie cereal. Yeah. <laughs> right, man. Not, not, a, not a horrible idea, but also not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is why they don't pay me the big uh, bucks. <laughs> oh, fuck. But anyhow... Uh, Back to Mario and his... Oh, uh, yeah. His... We were talking about Mario, <laughs> weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Last thing I want to touch on here is the commercial. Uh, a beautiful commercial, by the way. And I think a beautiful use of the underground pieces of the original Mario Brothers game. I think that was pretty cool. I love the little jingle, the little Nintendo. Because I never would have been able yeah. to figure out lyrics to put to that jingle. So they did just fine job. It's one thing that I think Ralston does really well is the tie-ins. They do fucking awesome tie-ins, but their cereal is fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, their cereal is trash, but they understand marketing, so they yeah. have that going yep. for them. Yeah, totally. So uh, shout out to Nintendo Cereal System. Tired of waking up in the morning to dry cereal? Are you perhaps tired of all the bullshit cereals that are on the aisles now? Is your mother always nagging you to eat more wet fruit? Then try wet fruit cereal brought to you by Leftover Pizza. Tons of wet fruit flavors. Apple, apricot, pineapple, and everybody's favorite, medjool dates. But my favorite is cherries. Do you have cherries? No, fuck cherries. How about shepherd's pie? Is that fruit? Wet fruit cereal coming soon. Leftoverpizzaclub.com. You'll buy this, please. Thanks.
The Time Blaster Toycast is a nostalgic podcast about growing up in the 80s and 90s. With a focus on action figures, video games, junk food, and retro geek stuff. New episodes drop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Join us as we travel back in time when toys were cooler, movies were funnier, times were simpler, and life in general was just more rad. Let's go! Alright, so I'm interested to see how Grimy managed to edit something in before this segment. Because I can guarantee there are no commercials. Zero commercials. For my next pick. So uh, future <laughs> Grimy, good luck to you. Best wishes. Uh, you did great. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's it's a really fun thing to do. It's a challenge, man. I'm always up for the challenge, though. If I got to put something else in there, we'll, we'll, we'll go with something else, you know. But you're sure yeah, there's not yeah, a commercial? Yeah, uh, probably not. I, I, I was having even problems finding photos of the Nintendo 64 plushies line from 1997. So specifically, this is a Mario show. Uh, obviously, I had a Super Mario 64 plushie growing up around this time. Um, I was able to find like one photo of the whole line. So obviously, N64 was super hot at the time. And it, surprisingly, as a console that didn't sell super well, you know, against the PlayStation 1, it got a lot of tie-ins. Recently, it just popped up on one of my feeds, maybe Twitter, somebody posting a, a photo of an old Wendy's uh, uh, toy from the N64 mm. era. Yeah. Did yeah. you see that recently where it was like a Nintendo 64 controller that was supposed to be Mario Kart? So you could actually control the maze with the joystick of this toy N64 right. yeah. controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just wild for, for a system that was not selling super well. It got a lot of tie-ins and these plushies are included. So in the whole line of of these, you had a Yoshi, a Diddy Kong, a Luigi, Bowser, Toad, Wario, and then the two that I had, a Donkey Kong, and we had Flying Mario that was modeled after Mario with the wing cap from the Mario 64 game. Oh, is that what I'm seeing here? I was wondering. He's kind of like... In fly mode, he's kind of like hunched over and he's got his head up. Yeah, that's cool, man. I fucking, I really love these, honestly. I've never seen these before. Um, Admittedly, I would say probably Flying Mario and maybe, uh, maybe Yoshi. I I love the Diddy Kong in the back there. He's cool. Yeah, I, I love these. Donkey Kong looking pretty cool too himself, really. Donkey Kong was buff as hell. And uh, honestly, He's buff. He's buff. And nowadays, I'd probably pick the Wario just because I love Wario. He's a stinker. Wario's cool. You know? Um, Now, there isn't much to say about the plushies themselves, right? They're just stuffed animals, little stuffed figures. Like, great. We still have them. I'm sure that they still make a recent version that's similar to what I had back then. And I might still have it. It's very possible that this is tucked away in my parents' basement somewhere, by the way. But why am I bringing these up? I'm bringing these up because I'm trying to speak to Mario on a greater level than just being, you know, a, a video game or a TV show or, or you know, a piece of media. When you're a kid and you're growing up with it, it sort of transcends the medium that he's in, right? So they sold these plushies, and I'm sure whoever bought them for me was just like, well, he likes to play Mario games. Here you go. He'll like this. These took on such a bigger meaning for me 
because you use your your imagination so much when you're growing up, uh, or at least I did, and I can guarantee you. Oh did yeah, too, everybody from yeah, the stories that sure. you've told me, mm-hmm. and it was so interesting because I, I I hadn't thought about this or doing this in years and years and years until the other day when we were making our picks for the this Mario show. And I wanted to sort of think outside the box. So these popped into my head. And what I did with these is it just sort of speaks to how much these characters impact your life um, at different stages. So when I had these, I remember doing two things with them. The first being I would always take them in the car with me for for a certain period of time. Mm, yeah. And flying Mario specifically... I used to love to hold him up to the car window <laughs> and pretend like what was happening outside my car window was actually yeah. a level in a Mario game. So right. if a street sign would come up, I remember, you know, ducking the street sign or going over the street sign or if any obstacles were in the way, just flying him around these these obstacles that were coming up in my window, which I was pretending was a TV screen. I didn't have anything quite like that. What I did have was a raccoon hat, and I used to like, oh. kind of like throw it in like the ass of my pants and have the fucking the tail hang out, and I would ride my bike when I was a little kid. And I totally <laughs> thought I was Raccoon Mario. Oh man, little did I know that uh, there's a, a, an entire uh, group of probably men and female that do this on TikTok all the time. Only they're not just tails. <laughs> No, they've got they've got full outfits, bud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Second thing that I used to do with my plushies, and this happened on more than one occasion, I actually used to take a, a cardboard box mm. and I would cut, or at that point, it probably wasn't me because I had, according to my preschool uh, teacher, no scissor control. That was on a report card back in the day. Oh. No scissor control. So I probably had somebody like my grandparents or my parents grab a pair of scissors and cut out a hole in the cardboard box, again, to mimic a TV. And then I would sort of shove the the puppets up into this fake TV of mine and mm. just act out with the puppet, uh, the, the plushies. I don't know, a Mario versus Donkey Kong game? Maybe, possibly, yeah. like years before that was even a real thing, because it is a real thing. But yeah, I just, it was one of those things that I hadn't thought of in a long time. It was sort of pushed to the back of my brain and my subconscious hadn't thought about it in a long time. And then when we talked about Mario and said, okay, let's pick some, some ways that he was parts of our childhood that popped into my head. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. I definitely did this quite a bit back then. So that's cool. I could totally see why these would take on a whole other life for you though, because like you said, there wasn't a lot of other Mario things aside from the games and maybe like a cereal here or there or whatever. Now we have a slew of fucking like little Super Mario toys and stuff. We have toys that came out for this movie that just came out and we have the Lego sets. Actual, the Lego sets. There's action figures from Odyssey now with like the hat and everything that comes off. Dude, they have all kinds of Mario toys. I can't believe it took this long to get that stuff. Like before, the only toy we had were the ones from the fucking 1993 movie. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and you know, the occasional Happy Meal toy here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, nothing to the to the extent of, of what we and kids have now. So mm. it's just, uh, it was fun to think about. You know, this is what 
I was doing, and I'm sure I'm not the only person who was who was doing that back then. You know, there might have not been with Mario plushies, but these are this is what we did back yeah. before we always had a phone in our pocket or a really great video game system at the ready. You know, to sit down in whatever room of the house. Sometimes the TV was being taken up and used by our parents, and you still wanted that experience, so you made your own TV and you pretended like you were playing a video <laughs> game on it. <laughs> Always using our imaginations, never zoned into a fucking iPad. Man, different time. I know, it's it's hard for a lot of younger kids to comprehend, but it did happen. We're proof. It did, every, every now and then. Mario! Look, Ronald, Mario's mystery block makes him big. And my magic box <laughs> makes us lunch. <laughs> What's in McDonald's Happy Meal? One of four Nintendo Super Mario Brothers three toys. A Mario toy that jumps. Or an acrobatic little Goomba. A pullback Luigi. Or a hopping Koopa Paratroopa. One toy with each Happy Meal you buy. My last pick of the evening. You mentioned when we were talking about toys that the other toys that we might have gotten back in the day were the Super Mario Brothers three Happy Meal from McDonald's toys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about yeah, that a little bit. Yeah, if I remember bit. correctly, there were four of them back yes. in the day. Four. There were four. Yep, there were four different ones. Uh, there was Raccoon Mario, a pullback Luigi on a cloud. Then there was the the little back flipping Goomba, and what me and you probably agree on being the best one, the Koopa Paratroopa. Ah, uh, the Koopa. It, it's so cool. For those of you who aren't aware, the Koopa. You just look up you know, Super Mario Brothers 3 toys, uh, Happy Meal toys on Google, and you, you can see the lot of four. But this Koopa, I mean, first of all, he's cute as hell. It's a cute oh, yeah, he's pretty. He's got it. He's adorable, yeah. But he's got a little pipe coming out of his ass, and then a, a little whoopee cushion attached to that, and you squeeze it, and he goes hop, hop, hopping along. And that's mm-hmm. just like a little pneumatic McDonald's device? Are you kidding me? That's the coolest yeah. toy ever. Yeah, similar to the uh, the dinosaur toys. They had that little like squeeze bag thing to make their little action thing happen. Yeah. Yeah, the tube going up his ass, by the way. Do you think there's a gerbil in there somewhere? Oh, definitely a gerbil. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely being eaten alive from the inside out. Absolutely. <laughs> I think um, they're going to rename that, that Koopa Troopa to just Richard Gear. That's going to be his name. <laughs> <laughs> random torture happy meal <laughs> okay <laughs> so anyways yeah these came out 1990 there was a happy meal promoting the u.s release of super mario brothers 3 there was actually there was five different toys those four and there was some rare like i don't know it was a mario raccoon mario figure i've never seen him before until now that i researched it he's just like a little squeezable toy he's he's kind of cool Harmless. Did it get recalled or something because of a choking hazard or something along those lines? I can't say for certain, but like, I don't know, kids eat everything, so maybe. Like, he doesn't have very many movable parts or anything. He's just one solid guy, but. Yeah, yeah. This was the era, though, when parents were actually concerned about their kids choking, you know. (laughs) Before before 1990, who gives a shit, you know? Kids choke, they die, we have another one. Wow, that's really dark. I'm so sorry. (laughs) And and that's the one that we'll send to college. <laughs> oh boy, we're we're not parents if you couldn't tell. <laughs> but wow, going to McDonald's for a cheeseburger and some Mario three toys still holds its appeal to me today. Even I never owned these as a kid. 
I was almost a year old when these hit, and I was definitely unaware of life at that point. But had I been aware, I would have definitely been scarfing down some fucking Super Mario toys right now. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, let me tell you, if I were sentient, I would be eating those toys like no tomorrow. (laughs) Choking on them left and right. (laughs) The toys were pretty cool, but... My real uh, love for this whole entire tie-in was the boxes themselves. I think there's four different ones, and they all featured artwork from the video game and like different levels. And it really just kind of looks like you're looking at the video game box art. Like it just has this art everywhere, and like also like the Super Mario cartoon. Like there's a lot of that going on with it. You see him in his raccoon suit and his. Uh, there's another box where it's like the uh, the water world and he's in the frog suit. Like, I fucking just love everything about that. Yeah, I mean, the detail that they put on those Happy Meal boxes, just a level of detail that you don't see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, every now and then you'll see, you know, they, they will do a little something with the Happy Meal boxes. The most recent one that I can think of being the Pikachu box that oh, with yeah, that the Pokemon really cool. Happy Meal mm-hmm. that everyone went cuckoo over. But um, that even was just not on the level that these are. It's just no. like every side of each one of these boxes. It's like a full-on activity kit. There are mazes. There's like word games and things to color and connect the dots on. Mm-hmm. And little tidbits of trivia and just all original custom artwork in that classic Mario style that was just super popular and everywhere at the time that – if we're lucky, we see now, you know, they yeah, don't really yeah. draw him in that style too often anymore. No, so not, they're just no, not really at all. They belong hanging on the walls of the MoMA as far as I'm concerned. I'm actually contemplating paying $50 to have all four of them in one clean sweep just to throw them on my wall right now. There's a listing mm-hmm. on eBay. It's like 40 something and some some change for shipping. It just, I don't know. Yeah. It is really when it comes down to it, it is just boxes, but beautiful boxes. Yeah, don't worry, everybody listening. By the time you are listening, if you go to eBay, those are already gone. Grimy's already bought them. Oh, they'll them. be gone, yeah, for sure. <laughs> then uh, if all that wasn't good enough, we have these two kind of awesome commercials that come out. Uh, the first one, we see him with Grimace and Ronald and <laughs> Ronald's magic box. <laughs> yeah, Ronald's talking about his yeah. magic box. <laughs> hey, Ronald's. There's there's kids watching, okay? So Mario comes out. A super block appears, headbutts the super block, and out pops Mushroom, and he gets bigger, you know, the typical Mario thing. Then Ronald's like, well, my magical box gives us food, and hits it, and, you know, a bunch of mcdonald's food comes out then the second one i feel like kind of nails it a little better basically it's a setting with me playing super mario in front of this very very old tv and i'm just enjoying my time and mario pops up out of the screen into the kid's house and straight up fucking hamburglers the kid and okay i love this too because the scale when Mario leaps out of the TV, he doesn't become man-sized. He's not right. human-sized. He's still no, just, just a little. tiny little bugger, like six inches tall, yeah. for whatever reason. So, as far as this commercial is concerned, he was never a real man. He's always just been this little tiny, like, imp of a plumber. Yeah. And what you're about to say... Bring it up. What does he do? He leaps out of the TV and then... He jumps into the fucking Happy Meal box, eats the food, and then he dies. 
He fucking dies. Like this is the worst marketing that they could probably have ever come up with because it's not the fact uh, the marketing isn't bad from the, the standpoint that he comes to life and hops out of the TV. That's super cool. The fact that he eats their product and that is what kills Mario. What are you saying? <laughs> You're selling poison? Yes, we already knew that. There's been many people accusing you of selling poisonous and barely legal food. Uh, you know, stuff that barely qualifies as food. And you just prove it in your own commercial. You kill a little Italian imp. Nice going, Ronald. Great. Fantastic. Holy cannoli, kids. I'm Mario. And I'm telling you, if you're not watching the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, you're going to turn into a Goomba. Don't be the last on your block to be playing with pasta power. Tune in for the wildest weekday fun in the universe. Join me, Luigi, Princess Toadstool, and Toad. We're going to kick some Koopa. Woo! The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Afternoons at 4 in Channel 43's Kids Land. Okay, so I'm going personal if my if my last one wasn't personal enough about how i was a little idiot making tvs out of cardboard boxes uh this one is genuinely personal uh we're talking about the super mario bros super show plus a hospital why do i feel like this is going to be another jillian story ding 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 bingo (laughs) you you hit the nail on the head (laughs) oh my god what did she do this time i just i can't even wait oh my god so for those of you who may not remember, or maybe this is your first show, Jillian is my sister, and we've we've brought it up a couple times before on the show, but I don't know how she's still alive, man. She's just had <laughs> so many scares in her life, uh, even recently, a couple Dude, years ago. <laughs> I've only known her for what? How, how long have we known each other? Five, six years? And yeah. there's been at least dozens of times that she's like almost died <laughs> or something. Like something crazy happened. It's like, whoa, slow down. A couple of years ago, as an adult, she had her tonsils taken out and almost bled out on the <laughs> operating table from tonsils. I, I don't know, man. She's just a Accident miracle that she's still here, you know? So, so how can I tie... A, a, a tragedy, uh, a tr- you know, story about my sister into Mario. Believe it or not, I can do it. Okay, here we go. So I, I think I've told part of this story, um, if not on this show, then on the other show that I used to do, Knife Dog. Um, so I'll, I'm just going to tell it from the top. So very quickly, I'm in an Ames with my mother and my grandmother and my sister. I actually asked my mom the other day if she remembered how old my sister was, and she claims that my sister was two when this happened. So that would have put me four, at the tail end of four, maybe five years old. Maybe. At the oldest. Um, We're in Ames. I'm excited to be there because at the front of the store, they have an old Ninja Turtles arcade machine. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. So whenever I got went to this Ames with my grandmother, she would make sure that she would give me a quarter or two to dump into the machine before we went home. So that was like my motivation to go to these stores with her. It was like, oh, I get to play a game. So here I am in the store, bored out of my mind. My sister's in the in the carriage. My mother and my grandmother are off looking at something, you know, you know, three feet away from the carriage. I think they were looking at clothes, if I remember correctly. My grandmother left her purse 
up in the top part of the carriage where my sister is sitting and she left it open. So I'm not paying attention. My sister is rummaging through it, this two-year-old, and she's pulling out candy, eating candy, eating candy. (laughs) And I'm pissed off. I'm like, what the hell, man? Why does she get to eat candy and I don't get to eat candy? So I'm watching her and I'm just steaming. I'm fuming, right? So I walk over to my grandmother after she eats, you know, five or six pieces of candy. And I go, how come Jilly gets to eat candy and I don't? And she goes, eat candy. What do you mean she's eating candy? (laughs) And I go, she's eating candy. And why can't I have some? And she goes, where did she get the candy? I need you to show me where she got the candy. So I bring her back over to the cart. And now my grandmother's a little panic stricken. I said, right there. She She was getting it from your purse. And she goes, oh, my God. Looks in her purse. And lo and behold, my sister found a medicine uh, container. You know how they have the day of the week medicine containers? Well, my grandfather was a very forgetful person. So my grandmother was his caretaker in that sense, that she made sure he was taking his pills when he needed to take his pills. My grandfather had a bad heart. These were heart pills, Grimey. I I remember the story. I do remember this. Blood thinners, you name it, whatever it might have been. And she was opening up multiple compartments, popping these pills. And here I am thinking that they're candy. I don't know any better. Now, all of a sudden, there's this look of panic on my grandmother's face. And she's going, oh, crap. And she she goes, Brenda, we got to go. That's my mother. My mom goes, why? And she just holds up the pill container. And my mom goes, what? She goes, Jilly was eating these. And she goes, oh, my God. Whoa. Panic mode sets in, right? So I've told definitely this part of the story before where I was pissed because they go flying out of the store and they had taken two separate cars. So my mother sends me with my grandmother to go back to her house and my mother goes taking off for the hospital to get my sister's stomach pumped and to get her treated so that she doesn't die from this medication that she just ingested. (laughs) Now I'm pissed because I went on this trip to Ames and I didn't get to play my Ninja Turtles arcade game, right? Okay, so this is a Mario show. Bummer. Where does Mario tie into all of this? Well, I'm at my grandmother's house. I'm hanging out for a little bit. A few hours go by. I'm still pissed because I didn't get to play my arcade game. And my grandmother and grandfather take me over to the hospital where we're going to go visit my mom and my dad and my sister to check on them and make sure everything is going okay. Luckily... She was fine. They pumped her stomach. There were no, you know, adverse effects or anything. Didn't have enough time for the medicine to take effect. So I'm having an absolute loser of a day so far. Okay. (laughs) And by the time we get there, it's pretty late. I remember it being dark out. So they had the lights down in the, in the hospital room. My mother is laying with my sister in the hospital bed. My dad is sitting in the, in the chair. And because it was in a pediatric wing, They had some amenities for kids that you wouldn't normally see in a hospital. In her room specifically, there was a little corner that was a kid's area. So there was an old CRT TV, a VCR, some toys, and then there was a bucket of VHS tapes. And one of those VHS tapes that when I got there, I started rummaging through, totally unconcerned for the (laughs) well-being of my sister... Because I don't really understand what's going on. Yeah. I pull out a Super Mario Bros. Super Show VHS tape. 
And if I'm my memory serves because memory is a very tricky thing. I believe it's this one here called Mario's Magic Carpet. So I'm looking at the art online and I'm pretty sure this is what I remember pulling out of that bucket. It's Mario and Luigi with Toad and I don't know, like a very Arabian scene. They're flying on a magic carpet over Mm, an Arabic city. And I just remember popping this in and my mom hasn't let me live this down. My mom had ordered herself some chicken fingers from the hospital cafeteria just so she could eat something. By the time I showed up, I took all of her chicken fingers and was sitting in the corner having a good time all on my own watching the Super Mario Bros. Super Show VHS tape, eating all of her chicken fingers, not a care in the world. This was the only (laughs) band-aid to cover up the fact that I had a terrible, horrible day, worse than anybody else because I didn't get to play my DMNT. (laughs) So, again... Mario has been with me in the terrible times. He's been with me in the great times, but he's always been there. <laughs> oh, my God. You need to put your sister in, like, a padded room or something. But Yeah. Yeah, man, the Super Mario Super Show. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with it. I couldn't tell you any episodes off the top of my head, but I, I it was another one of them shows that I... If it was on, I would watch it back in the day. It was a typical Saturday morning staple. I don't really know what the the airtime was like or anything like that, but if it was on, you knew I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And so this is the funniest bit about it, is that other than that experience, I did not watch this show when I was a kid at all. So it was one of those weird, I'll call it like a unicorn uh TV show where it was like I vividly remember doing this and watching it but I never watched it at any other point in my childhood so it always felt like a fever dream in that way Hmm. and it wasn't until I was a a freshman in college that I met one of my friends his name was Ben and this was when Netflix streaming was really starting to you know start being a thing so at that point, Netflix had all of the weird shit, like weirder stuff than they have now. They did, and for right? whatever reason, on a whim, we found out about the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, which at that point, I thought this was a whole new experience to me. So we we turned it on, and I turned to him, and I was like, holy shit, this is a real thing. And he was like, yeah, obviously. And he thought I just <laughs> said the dumbest thing in the world. And what he didn't realize is that my brain... After all those years, like, you know, when you used to listen to a song on the radio and you didn't know what it was until no like idea. 15 yeah. years later yeah. when we had iTunes and we could finally look it up. That's what happened to me for Super Show. Hmm. So that was the first real experience I had was in college when I actually identified what this was. I knew that it was real. And then I actually got to watch more of it other than this one VHS tape that I watched one time. So I finally got there. But uh, it was a long, long road and a long journey to being able to watch that classic Captain Lou Albano show. (laughs) (laughs) So did you you actually continue to watch it then after that or? Yeah, I watched it for a little bit. I watched uh, probably like a couple hours episodes. (laughs) Yeah, like like a lot. We watched a lot for, you know, considering. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, kind of in the same situation you were with it. It was I, I watched a couple times when I was a kid, and that was pretty much it. I could never find it again. And before I knew it, Yoshi was appearing on some of the shows. They had two or three different versions of this show, and or a, a Mario show, I guess. But uh, 
yeah, the first time I got Netflix, I seen it on there. It's like, oh, fuck, yeah, I'm going to like that and put that on my list for sure. And then, unfortunately, I just never watched it, never got back into it. And now that it's on, like, every streaming service, I feel like I got to change that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one thing I will say is I don't think you, you need to watch it for the animation. Because oh, you the, the live action ones? Yeah, well, because they always start off with a, a live action opening where it's yeah. the two real life Mario brothers with Captain Lou Albano. And then they'll intersplice inter- those segments, the live action segments mm. throughout the show. And then they always end with the Mario rap, which is so oh, good. yeah, really bad. So, so good. Uh, and we used to we learned the lyrics at one point and then we would just dance like idiots to it in college. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you're going to go back and watch it for anything, just watch the live action segments because, you know, the animation is fine, but that's really what you want. That's the meat and potatoes of the show. So that was the Mario show. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing this one. I, it's, it's about time that we got into Mario content and I wouldn't be too surprised if we revisited it again at some point in time. I mean, that movie came out. I'm sure there's going to be more movies that follow it. I mean, they left it open and you guys will see that once you go see it, right? Oh, 100%. And uh, yeah, even if it's not another Mario show right away, we've just been talking more and more about video games lately. Or at least I have, for right, sure. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, uh, probably I about really, the same. just really, you know, as I've mentioned, you know, in the past, with the winter months, that's really when I get back into video games again. And I know it just turned spring and we're finally getting out of the winter mindset. So this sort of felt like, a really nice close off to my winter season where, you know, I'll probably be playing video games a little bit less and be a little bit less obsessed with them uh, for a while. So so a nice big Mario show is a great way to cap off that that video game season for me, if you will. That was a good way to end it. Now you think about it. I've been doing all kinds of weird summary shit right now. So I'm just like not even in the, the, the winter mindset. It's been uh, busy, busy, busy over here. So. Yeah, good weather, and uh, I don't know about you, but I've been prepping for our big um, summer show. Yeah, that's coming totally. up—the summer songs episode. Because we're definitely mm-hmm. hitting a part two on that. So totally. If you thought that we weren't going to give you some more summer songs to listen to this year, uh, you are mistaken, buddy. Because every year we are giving you a little summer playlist to work off of. So that's coming up. So keep your ears peeled for uh, some more summer songs. And there'll be other good summary things in between as well. Uh, we haven't quite figured out the schedule, but what we do have planned looks pretty bitching, so I hope you guys will be around for it. Pretty bitching indeed. But yeah, if you want to listen to us talk more about video games or new movies that we've seen, you can always hit us up over on Patreon, like we've mentioned a few times <laughs> so far on this show. Patreon.com forward slash Leftover Pizza Club. For as little as a buck a month, you can read exclusive articles that we write over there and for three dollars a month you get the articles and you get a bonus show uh last month i think we talked about some april's fool's day pranks and i think our excitement for renfield which i just just saw the other day so i'm sure we'll be talking about that sometime oh, yeah soon. absolutely yep yeah it's always a good time over on patreon if you want more of us without paying for us you can hit us up over on our socials uh you can follow us on twitter at Leftover Pizza Club. That's L-F-T-O-V-R Pizza Club because that's how they made me choose the handle. Uh, or you can <laughs> find us over at Instagram at Leftover Pizza Podcast. Same thing for Twitter. We've got a YouTube channel that we don't post on super often, but maybe 
Maybe sometime yeah, soon. Maybe it'll change soon. You never know. And of course, the uh, Facebook group, Leftover Pizza Club. Again, I still have them. If you join over there and send me a message, you get a free sticker and a free welcome letter for joining the club. And of course, if you want to read any of our old content, we have a whole bunch of articles and occasionally we even throw a piece of merch or two up there. You can check out our website, www.leftoverpizzaclub.com. So lots for you to check out. And as always, definitely leave a rate and review. We appreciate it very much. These things help us in the long run. You know, give us a five-star review because we're super fucking cool human beings. <laughs> you can't tell right now, but I'm wearing sunglasses. I mean, how much cooler can I get? And it is at night. So he is he wearing sunglasses is, at night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as always, thank you so much for listening and supporting us. It helps us to sit here and blab on about the times that my sister almost died. And we know you love it because we love to do it. So uh, thank you. And thank you again. Absolutely. And with that being said, I am Grimy. And I am Yahoo! Derek. And you have just listened to the Leftover Pizza Podcast. Thank you and good night. I'm gonna go eat some mushrooms No I'm not I fucking hate mushrooms Why does anybody eat a mushroom? I love mushrooms Disgusting Disgusting Mario Mario doesn't love mushrooms Oh shit Spoiler Right there with him Oh spoiler Oh fuck Well you made it to the end of the show You probably saw the movie Yeah That's Mario.